Join the conversation. Call 1300 01 1170 or send us a text on 0457 736 736. This is SEN Supercars. And back with the action at Hidden Valley Raceway in Darwin. Brock Feeney continues to lead the way. We are right bang on half race distance. 18 laps down, 18 to go. Well, halfway through, I should say. Lap 19 now. It's a 35-lap race, 100 kilometres. And now it's a critical point, James Moffat, because Andre Heimgartner, the Kiwi, for Brad Jones Racing, is pitting. From second in the race, one second behind Brock Feeney on the road. He's in as well as championship leader Brody Kostecki from fourth. So Brad Jones Racing are the best pit crew in the lane. They win the pit stop competition every year for the last couple of years. That's a good stop, 4.1 seconds. He's on his way back out. Brody Kostecki, rear tyres done there. It's a two-tyre compulsory stop. I don't think we're going to see anybody try three or four. It's all about a quick change of the rears. Heimgartner, he's at pit exit. Kostecki's at the exit. We're watching for where they come out to Will Brown. Remember, he pitted back on lap nine. We're now on lap 19, and it means Brown has got his way in front of his teammate Brody Kostecki, who rejoins behind. That was a great pit stop by the BJR crew. Also, Kostecki's Erebus Motorsport crew serviced him in nice order as well. Both cars taking two rear tyres, but I think it was the speed of Shane Van Gisbergen that might have forced the, the hand of Andre Heimgartner and the BJR crew to make that pit stop because he was coming at the back of that R&J Batteries Camaro at a rapid rate as Feeney, our race leader, is in pit lane. Okay, so Feeney's on his way in now. Of course, our pit lane partner, Repco Authorised Service. You can rely on them, Repco Authorised Service Centre. Right now, it's all about relying on the pit crew because the Red Bull Ampole team are ready and waiting. Rear tyre change. Key here is, can they cover off Heimgartner? Oh, delay. Left rear was a little bit slow. That's probably cost half a second. He's at the pit exit. He's on his way out. He's going to come back up to speed here. But Heimgun is at speed, James, on the track. Feeney, though, rejoins in front. Cold rear tyres. He'll take a couple of corners to get them up and rolling. But Heimgarten is pretty much where he was before the pit stops began. The key element here is Will Brown is now behind Heimgartner. But you pay the invoice later on. He pitted, what, nine laps earlier. So those tyres have to go nine laps further than the guys he's fighting with right now. But he's put himself in with a chance of a podium today, Will Brown. He's certainly got to make those tyres last a long way compared to his uh, rivals around him. But uh, pretty much status quo after the pit stops. If anything, Heimgartner maybe have, might have just made a bit of margin on Feeney uh, due to the fact that he pitted that lap earlier than Feeney. But, uh, yeah, it's, still, it's all on and all to play for for the rest of this race. Van Gisbergen... The main contender still yet to pit. So what do they do in the number 97 side of the garage down at Red Bull Lampole Racing? Do they extend this stint and give him super fresh tyres for the back end of the race? Or do they pit him in the next few laps? Historically, they've got a rhythm with car 97. Run him along and then watch him just mow them down with fresh tyres in that last quarter of a race, last third of a race, whatever it might be. But I don't reckon he's got the car speed to be able to play with that today. So I reckon you see him in the pit lane, our Repco authorised service pit lane, pretty soon. I don't reckon you want to go too far or too too long here. 
No, you've got to give you because then you've got to pass cars. Yeah, you've got to get, and you've got to give yourself enough time to pass those cars. So there's no point having a huge um, offset and tyre performance if you've only got four or five laps to pass. You know, four or five cars, for example. So uh, there's certainly a lot of number crunching going on in the pits to uh, to work out the best scenario. But it's Heimgartner now. He's ranged up onto the back of Feeney, putting a lot of pressure on. So since the pit stop, definitely a change in performance for Heimgartner. He looks stronger at this phase of the race. I've got a feeling here this might be a potential Bendix big moment because Heimgartner is all over the back of Brock Feeney. They're on the run to the main pit straight, past the pits to the right, and he's tucked in behind the rear wing. 21 laps down, 14 to go. Heimgartner's trying to get there, and he's going to have a look down the inside. Feeney covers turn one, and Andre has to go back to the outside and start all over again. I thought the Bendix big moment was coming right there and then. Of course, thanks to Bendix, put your foot down with confidence for Bendix breaks. Tell you what, right now, Heimgartner has confidence. He has speed. Van Gisbergen's the leader. Fullwood and Waters are yet to take their compulsory pit stop and their tour through our Repco authorised service pit lane. Then back on the road, next behind them is Feeney. So Feeney's four, 34.6 behind the leader, Van Gisbergen, who's staying on the road at the moment, has not pitted. The transit time in the lane at 40 kilometres per hour from in to out is 29 and a half. Add the pit stop time to change the tyres. It's going to be pretty close. It will be. And these guys, as they continue to battle, that's only going to help Shane Van Gisbergen because Brock Feeney, Heimgartner is right all over the back of him. And the previous lap, it was Feeney who felt the need to defend into turn line. That's uh, turn one. That's how close Heimgartner was to him. So uh, this, this race will be fascinating to the end, focusing further down the field on uh, a nice little battle pack between Tim Slade um, sorry, yeah, Tim Slade Todd Hazelwood and you I got believe it is You got confused there, didn't you? Because well, Slade's car. in front of his old car. That's, <laughs> exactly. the, that's, the, that's the different element. <laughs> I could tell exactly what was going on in your brain right there and then. There's plenty of rumbling going on out there at the moment. James Gunning's eighth. Hey, good performance too. Macaulay Jones has had a solid weekend. He sits in uh, ninth place at the moment. Uh, David Reynolds is 11th, but uh, he's going to cop a five-second time penalty for a pit lane merge breach. We saw some vision earlier on of he uh, having to yield back behind Zane Goddard. can only think that maybe there wasn't contact, but you can only run um, a certain number of pit lane garages not in the fast lane. I can only imagine that might have yeah, been the because, scenario. Yeah, like you said, we saw the vision of that, um, and it looked all fine. So um, I think that's what it would be. Yeah, so uh, a bit of pain there for Reynolds to take at the end of the race, unfortunately for him and uh, his Penrite Racing crew. But, uh, yeah, it is Hazelwood attacking the back of Slade now. And it uh, looks like a lot of the drivers... Uh, are setting up for passes into the last corner. That seems to be a real hot spot this weekend and uh, area of passing choice. But uh, Cam Waters performs his pit stop in the, months, uh, in the Monster Energy Mustang. So uh, apart from our race leader and Bryce Fullwood, so Shane Van Gisbergen and Bryce Fullwood currently first and second on the road. They are the only two cars left to make their compulsory pit stop. I've got some very bad news if you're a... Blue Oval Ford fan, right now, Camaro's one, run one to nine. Van Gisbergen and Fullwood are one, two, yet to pitch. Shane staying out. 24 laps down, 11 to go. They're going to keep on rolling with him. Fullwood staying out as well. 
They're in the one minute nines now. So Feeney at 33 and a half seconds off the lead will absolutely take the lead back comfortably. So Van Gisbergen, they look like they're going to do what they've always done. Go long and put themselves in a position to have really fresh tyres for the run home. But it does help their race later on today too because they've used up more tyre in this race and then they've left a set that haven't done as much work that they can use over. And they will have an idea roughly of where they're going to pop out in the pits. So would have calculated that pit lane transit time like you detailed before noons and then add that onto their pit stop time. So they are estimating, they, they will be calculating where they're going to punt, pop, out of the, pop out of pit lane and how much time Shane needs to get uh, remaining to, to pick off those cars in front of him. And now he's in. So Shane Van Gisbergen, the reigning supercars champion, is in pit lane, a Hidden Valley in Darwin. And the lead of the race, Bryce Forward is in as well. So this will wash out the order with everyone now having done their pit stop. So Feeney will be the leader. Heimgartner will be second. Brown should be third. The question is here, where does Shane Van Gisbergen peel back in? Three-time champ is in. Mechanics, very quick. Two on each of the rear Great wheels. Stop. Bang, done. Off the deck. He's at pit exit. Remember, reigning team's champions. They are at the end of the pit lane. So he's already out of the lane, already accelerating up to speed. Here comes Feeney. He's got him. Heimgarten is going to need to go loud and proud up the inside here. He'll get him as well. But Shane Van Gisbergen running long has got himself to third with a sniff of the podium and the win with fresh tyres to come on home. Yeah, so that speed that he had in that back half of, of his stint was very strong from Van Gisbergen in the 97 entry, and he is in the game now after his pit stop. I really, I thought he was going to be about fourth in the way that that all fanned out, but now he's on the attack to Heimgartner at the hairpin. This yep. is on. This is absolutely on. Feeney's got 1.4 seconds back to Heimgartner, so the Kiwis are fighting for second and third. Brown and Kostecki, the Erebus cars, four and five. Then Golding. Macaulay Jones is seventh, having a hell of a run for Brad Jones Racing. They're fighting for a podium, and they've got Macca Jones in seventh. Pye, Reynolds, Perkat, that is the top ten. The story now, though, is can Van Gisbergen, can, can he get Heimgartner, and can he get Tafini? He's already got a run here. Van Gisbergen is in the toe, out of the final turn. The big, long front straight here at Hidden Valley. On 20, lap 27 of 35, Heimgartner hanging on for the moment, but for how much longer can he do this? Van Gisbergen, he's all over the back of Heimgartner. He gets good drive out of turn one. Does Heimgartner go defensive into turn five? No, he doesn't. Can't. It is Van it's Gisbergen way, it's up the inside. It's way too early to play that game, isn't it, James, though? He can't do it. And now Van Gisbergen's pounced at the right-hander on the run before the run up to the hairpin. And he'll drive away now. He really should drive away. Uh, Kostecki's in front of Brown, fourth and fifth. So we spoke about that with yep. Will Brown, didn't we? You know, he was going to pay. He the, came really early in the pit lane, uh, and uh, now he pays the invoice yeah, for after, uh, pitting way back on lap nine. Have to go through a bit of pain in the late stages of this race. But Van Gisbergen slices his way up the inside, catching a replay of the move on Heimgartner for position two. So it's a Red Bull Ampole racing one two at the moment with uh, a handful of laps to go. Plenty of fighting in the mid pack. A couple of the guys, remember we talked about those stars of the sport who started way down the back. Update on all of them. Not much has changed. Mostert's the best of them. He's running 17th in behind Zane Goddard. Uh, look further back. Deeper Squally's 20th. 
Winterbottom's 21st, Courtney's 22nd, and Waters is 23rd. It's been a dirty race 14 for some of the biggest names in the sport. Yeah, and at the moment, you can throw a blanket over all of those guys that you just mentioned. So uh, this is a really angry battle pack from about position 16 onwards. And we see cars going left, right and centre. Passes being made. Different conditions of tyres. Uh, everything happening as the teammates, Courtney and Waters, go side by side through turns three and four. Waters prevails and moves up one more spot. We've got action at the hairpin. Oop. It's uh, between Percat and Reynolds. David Reynolds. And Re Reynolds facing the wrong way. In the grass on the outside of the hairpin, James. Remember, he's got a five-second penalty to serve. That doesn't matter now. No. His race is ruined. He, he had actually salvaged a result out of what's been a tough weekend for that Grove team. They haven't had pace. They haven't been a real factor. But he was at the tail of the 10. Now he's at the tail of the field. Yeah, he was a real big mover. Uh, we mentioned early on in the race, Waters up the inside of LeBrock at the last corner. And big Le shark bite on the yeah, back of he's that wounded. Um, Camaro of LeBrock. So, uh, yeah, there is action of plenty all through the field. The right rear of that LeBrock Camaro, James, has been absolutely belted on that first lap. It's stoved in. They're going to need to make that car look presentable to take up pole for the race a bit later on. Most it now down the inside uh, of Zane Goddard. That's for 14th down at turn one. But... We're on lap 29, seven left to complete, and this Will is Davidson Will Davison. In the pits. Will Davison, yesterday's podium finisher, is in not just the pit lane, he's in the garage in the Repco Authorised Service pit lane. And the Shell V Power Racing team, we'll have to get to the bottom of this one because he was in the tail of the 10, and now he's in the pit lane. And his teammate at the same time being passed by Cam Waters at turn six. So Waters on a bit of a charge, albeit from uh, back in the field, a replay now of the incident between Percat and Ooh. David Reynolds, Ooh. and Percat has just uh, clean-bowled him there, yep. so just straight into the back of Reynolds, unfortunately, and uh, an inevitable penalty will be coming Nick Percat's way, unfortunately, so, uh, yeah. but uh, Pretty clear-cut, that one, yep. I'd reckon. What is clear-cut is that Feeney has a two-second margin to Shane Van Gisbergen. So let's just give you the update here. We've got a three-way fight on the run to turn one. Waters down the inside of both Goddard and Cameron Hill. This is Willing. And Nick Perkat will pick up a 15-second post-race time penalty for that, uh, that contact with David Reynolds at the hairpin. Uh, Waters is fighting his way through here, James. 15th now. He's up on the back. Next uh, car in the queue for him is Chaz Mostert, his former uh, Tickford Racing teammate. Plenty of rumbling going on in the middle of the pack, but let's update you here on SEN with where we're at. Six laps to go. Brock Feeney leads in Darwin. The young gun from Red Bull and Pole Racing in his 50th Supercars Championship race might just be able to add another winner's trophy to the mantelpiece at the team's workshop in Banyo, just outside Brisbane Airport. Van Gisberg and his teammate, is behind, but he's 2.1 seconds behind. Then it's Andre Heimgartner. So the Camaros are dominant. Kostecki, Brown, Golding, McCauley Jones. Bryce Forwards just pounced on Scott Pye. He's through to eight. So Pye in the Hino Camaro back tonight. Percat 10th, but with a post race penalty to be applied. So that will move Thomas Randall into 10th in the Castrol Mustang. Right now, though, James, it's, it's, it's war in the mid pack. But it's smooth sailing at the front. Yeah, and I've been monitoring that gap 
at the front of the field between Feeney and Van Gisbergen, and it's just really hovering around that two seconds for the last few laps. So uh, bearing no misfortune from Brock Feeney, uh, he looks like he's got this one pretty under control, but I can tell you that that is far from the case further down the field. It is all going on for the minor placings as we see Mark Winterbottom now execute a pass on the wounded Jack LeBrock. <laughs> so he moves up to position 19, our race winner from yesterday. So talk about, uh, you know, mixed mm. uh, mixed yeah. fortunes. And it's Courtney now who has a look up the inside of Di Pasquale at the last corner. So again, we see another passing manoeuvre attempt there at the last corner and uh, just caught some vision of Will Davidson returning to the track. He's going back out there, James, to get some points. Bent steering arm on the right front right. of car okay. 17. So they've been able to get it to a point where it's safe to put it back on the road. He's 24th, and he's just going to grab whatever points he can grab. So at the moment, his teammate, Anthony Pasquale, is under pressure. James Courtney down the inside. They're bumping fenders on the exit of turn one. It's a world championship fight for 17th place. It is full sheep stations, isn't it? And Courtney <laughs> up the inside now, turn five. So that move took about uh, six or seven corners for Courtney to finally get the job done. And he moves up to uh, P17. But um, a big shout-out to James Golding, who currently sits in position six. It's been a solid race. And also, Macca Jones, you've got to really hand it to him. Uh, that would be one of his career-best finishes if he can hold it on to position seven. Again, another really solid effort from Kostecki and Brown. Fourth and fifth. They clearly don't have the car speed they've had over the last couple of rounds, but they're executing well as a team and drivers in the races, aren't they? And they're not losing that many points to uh, Feeney and Van Gisbergen, who they're fighting with in the championship. And remember that Chaz Mostert was uh, third in the points coming into this weekend. He's running 14th at the moment. A couple of laps to go in Darwin. And Brock Feeney, 1.8 seconds is that margin. And you mentioned about McCauley Jones. He's on target here to equal his best season result. As now Cam Waters is muscling through that fast right-left run through turn three and four. That was wild. He and Mostert going side-by-side side through there. And with that manoeuvre, he lost out to Todd Hazelwood in the cool-drive Mustang. But there is nothing separating these three cars at the moment. Mostert, Hazelwood and Waters. Waters really appears to have some strong speed in the back end of this race. Part of that will be the fact that he elected to pit very late in the race. And we know that Waters and Mostert have a bit of a history of uh, coming together in the past. Let's hope that's not the case here this afternoon. So a couple of laps to go at Hidden Valley. Brock Feeney, that margin's coming down. It's 1.5 seconds. Back to Shane Van Gisbergen. Andre Heimgartner still sits in third. Waters is going to work on Hazelwood on the run down the front straight. He's down the inside at turn one. So good fight back from Cam Waters. Great job from Tickford to get this car in the race, let alone be fighting and working its way forward. He started on the back row of the grid. He's got through half the field. He's up to 14th now with a lap and a half to go. Brock Feeney in control, on target for a 1-2 for the Red Bull Ampole team. And he's got a nice margin here. Van Gisbergen, a nice margin to Andre Heimgartner. They're about to start the final lap. Feeney at turn 14. Onto the long front straight. Beautiful blue skies. The weather in Darwin today is fantastic. Of course, remember, our weather for Kubota cast. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. But for the moment, James, it's an Australian leading the way. A couple of Kiwis in two and three. 
One lap to go. This has been a great performance from Brock Feeney. Withstood a bit of pressure early on and just after the pit stop from Andre Heimgartner. Otherwise, he's been in total command of this race. And let's not forget the last time that these two finished one, two, although the order was different, Shane Van Gisbergen led his teammate across the line. That was the very first race of the, of the championship mm. Mm. all the way back at Newcastle. Of course, it was well documented and spoken about what happened after that race with the two cars being disqualified. But so far, it has been all triple eight race engineering in race number 14 here in Darwin, Hidden Valley. What a race it's been. Brock Feeney, couple of corners to go. This is Supercars on SEN on your Sunday afternoon with thanks to CJD Nita Truck. CJD Izuzu will get it done for you. And Brock Feeney is getting it done today. He's out of the final turn. The chequered flag is waiting. And the young gun delivers again. We've called him Mr. Sunday. He's doing it again. He wins race 14 of the championship. It's a 1-2 for Triple Eight Race Engineering. Shane Van Gisbergen... That late strategy to pit later worked out well. Second, Andre Heimgartner, third. Great day for New Zealand in supercars racing. Great day for Brad Jones and his team. And Erebus deliver again. Kostecki's fourth. Brown is fifth. But let's talk Brock Feeney. He's got on top of Shane Van Gisbergen this year. He's won more races than Shane Van Gisbergen this year. He's in front of him in the championship points. Have we got another championship contender that's driving car 88 when we really thought it was the guy in 97 was the primary weapon. Well, you have to say, you know, both those guys, uh, both Van Gisbergen and Feeney, they're, they're genuine championship contenders. Van Gisbergen, obviously the reigning series champion, three times series champion in the past, but Brock Feeney, he has really stepped it up this year. That's his fourth victory of the season so far. Converted that victory just then from pole position, a faultless performance, and uh, he'll have a huge smile underneath that helmet of his. So uh, can he back it up again this afternoon? He'll be starting from a strong position for race number 15. Shane Van Gisbergen will be pleased to uh, get back up on the podium. And uh, he definitely had some good speed at the end of that race. And uh, a great team effort performance from BJR to have three cars in the top 10. Yeah, that was a really good run, not just from Heimgarten, but as you mentioned, with Bryce Forward, with Macaulay Jones. So Brock Feeney, at the age of 20, and to get the... Uh, absolute numbers of how it's all flowed. At the age of, uh, as of today, he's 20 years and 243 days. He becomes the youngest ever Supercars winner in Darwin. In the 25th anniversary year of Supercars in the top end, he's now back into the pit lane to victory lane where the crew are ready and able to help him unplug and will be a very happy now five-time Supercars race winner. So his fifth win, James, comes in his 50th race. He's... 10%. That percentage is on its way up. It's not bad. He's delivered quite nicely here today. He absolutely has. So, yeah, very good performance. And uh, well done to Heimgartner to, to hold on for the last spot on the podium. So, uh, yeah, great job there, Brock Feeney. And he is certainly the man in form at the moment. Yeah, that was an impressive drive. Controlling drive. I mean, that win he had in the last race of last year in Adelaide was a a proper win. It wasn't a Stephen Bradbury-style win where everyone fell out. He had the genuine pace, and he's building on that this year. Let's recap how they finished in race 14 here on SEN. Of course, today, our coverage, thanks to Barbecues Galore, too, by the way. We had no Barbecues Galore on the track, which was good news today compared to yesterday. Don't forget, their end of financial year clearance sale is on now. Visit in-store or online today. Feeney, Van Gisbergen, Heimgartner. One, two, three at the end. 
of 35 laps of racing. Brody Kostecki next from Will Brown in fifth. James Golding. We probably didn't talk enough about James Golding today, but he did another great job. The Newell on Camaro for Peter Shiverus' premier team. McCordy Jones seventh. Bryce Fullwood eighth. So three BJR cars, as you mentioned, in the top eight. So that's a great result for Brad Jones and his team. Uh, Scott Pye ninth. Thomas Randall is the best forward. Tenth. Yeah, it's tough, a, uh, tough day for the Blue Oval so far. Sad sight for the Mustang and Blue Oval fans, Well, isn't there, it? there was a problem for just about all of them in some way, shape or form. Uh, Slade 11th. Cam Waters, great fight back to get to 12th from 25th on the grid. Chas Mostert set the fastest lap of the race. He finished 13th. Hazelwood, Hill, Courtney from last to 16th. Then Deeper Squally, Winterbottom from first yesterday, 18th in that one. Nick Perkat with that time penalty applied slip back to 19th. Then it was Jack LeBrock, Zane Goddard, David Reynolds, Matthew Payne. In fact, the uh, Zane Goddard was the last car on the lead lap. And then Troubles for Reynolds, for Payne. Will Davison finished three laps behind after steering dramas and spent some time in the Repco Authorised Service pit lane. Um, Declan Fraser did get back onto the track, classified as a finisher. He had steering problems after that first lap carnage where he was involved in a collision with a couple of other cars. Jack Smith's car was not able to rejoin. He's the only car not to finish this race. So race 14 of the championships done. We're effectively now, we're at half race distance in terms of the championship race because it's a 28 race championship. Of course, we are at the fifth round of 12. So if you look at it from a race perspective, it's halfway, but not quite so much in terms of the overall rounds. Apart from Feeney there, who caught your eye? Who was the who was the man of the match apart from him? Uh, I've probably got to say... Um, James Golding, to be honest, uh, that was a really solid p- performance from him to to come home in in P six. The Erebus guys again solid in fourth and fifth. So um, the thing will be uh, a little bit to unpack in terms of the strategy there. Obviously, we didn't get to see that yesterday with the way the safety car fell and it forced everybody's hand to pit after lap five. Whereas uh, at least in that race there, we had some mixed tire strategies going, and uh, we saw that sort of payoff particularly for Shane Van Gisbergen um, having fresher tyres later in the race and he was able to uh, to pick off Heimgartner for position two there. So, um, yeah, all in all, I guess, you know, most of the cars are in one piece and they, <laughs> they'll go again this afternoon. And Jimmy, race 15 comes up a bit later this afternoon here on SEN. Jack LeBrock will start from pole position for the first time in his supercars career. But the news from Darwin is a one-two. Brock Feeney and Shane Van Gisbergen for Red Bull Ampole Racing, Triple Eight now have got 493 podium finishes in their 20 years in supercars. They are bearing ever closer to becoming the first team to get to 500 trips to the podium, and they've got two more chances this afternoon. Ah, Mr. Sunday, indeed. Thank you, Aaron James Moffat there with Aaron Noonan, your call team from up there in Darwin for the Triple Crown. What a win. Brock Feeney, well done to him in the Triple Eight Racing. Shane Van Gisbergen was second. Andre Heimgartner, third. Brody Kostecki, the championship leader, was in fourth position. So, uh, great finish there to race 14. Race 15, as you say, coming up just before 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That is the open line number. Get us on the text line as well. 0457 736 736. Give us all your thoughts around whether it be the supercars up there in Darwin, indeed the cricket from last night, the golf, which has just completed round three of the US Open, the rugby league, of course, from last night, and of course, the state of origin 
moving forward as well. Benny Elias, Steve Renoff and Michael Kasprowitz all coming up throughout the course of the afternoon. But we'd love to have you as part of the program. Just before we get to a break, I'll go through those scores as mentioned. They've just finished up there at the LA Country Club. Looked another magnificent day in SoCal, as they say. And Wyndham Clark and Ricky Fowler are in a tie for first. They're at 10 under the card after Clark had a 69-1 under and Fowler a 70. So he's had scores of 62-68 and today a 70, even for the round, 10 under for the tournament. Rory McIlroy, he is lying in wait in third position at 9 under. Scotty Scheffler, the world's best golfer, he is at 7 under. Harris English at 6 under. Dustin Johnson and Xander Schauffele are there and both carded rounds above par. Johnson plus one, Schauffele plus three. From an Australian point of view, Cam Smith dragged one back. He is in a tie for ninth at three under. He was plus one for the day. And Minwoo Lee is in a tie for 12th. He had a disappointing round of golf after a very good second round. He is two under. For the tournament, Ryan Fox, the New Zealander who was up there on the leaderboard during the course of that first round. He had one under four today after his disappointing 74 yesterday. Uh, just looking for you know, the Aussies. Uh, well, that'll be it. Uh, that is the only two who made the cut. So that, you would have to say, is a major tournament that is up for grabs. So that is a very open final day and that will make for fascinating viewing and listening. Remember that'll finish in the afternoons program tomorrow across the SEN network. 1-300-01-1170-0457-736-736. Send us in a text and we'll be back very shortly. I'll tell you what we will do. We'll get to some sort of solution. I think we found one for Ben Hunt. What happens at the Dragons? What happens next? Where do you want to see the little number seven play next year. Where do you think the little number seven wants to play next year? You let us know. one 1170 and the text line 0457 736 736.